It's time for the BCHL Podcast. Here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Adamson. We're back again with part two of our NHL Draft Preview. And as always, that is brought to you by our friends at Chevrolet. The exhibition season is well underway. Six teams kicked off their schedules last weekend. Salmon Arm, Penticton, Vernon, West Kelowna, Nanaimo, and Victoria all played a pair of exhibition games. While this coming weekend, several more will play their first games. But we're going to save all that for next week. Because this week, we have four more interviews lined up for you in preparation for the NHL Draft, October 6th and 7th. Today, we have Vernon Vipers defenseman Trey Taylor, Alberni Valley Bulldogs goalie Jackson Glassford, Surrey Eagles defenseman Cade Alami, and Nanaimo Clippers forward Kyler Kovic. We will start things off with Trey Taylor, who is the 216th ranked North American skater by NHL Central Scouting heading into the draft. He's about to start his third BCHL season, and after talking with him, it's clear he has big expectations for himself and for the Vipers this year. The Clarkson commit took some time out of his day to talk to us, so let's hear from him. What have you been up to since the season shut down last year? Obviously, um, tough tough timing uh, in the middle playoffs, but since you've had that downtime, what have you been up to? Um, obviously, at the start, I think I've uh, been top everyone sort of like stuck in their room or in their houses. And as time progressed, the uh, uh, rink starts to open, training facilities open, so I was able to get in the gym, and I was also able to uh, get on the ice a lot this past summer. And uh, I was pretty fortunate where I was, cases sort of went down, and uh, we got to be on the ice a lot, and I was on the ice three times a week, training five times. And, yeah, no, I feel really good, and uh, it's been a productive summer, and I'm uh, looking forward to this season. Where were where were you located? Where were you training? Uh, I was in uh, Vancouver, okay. uh, Richmond, BC. I was uh, training there. I was training at my house actually. So, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good summer, and uh, you know, with the whole COVID thing, I think my family wanted to keep it pretty tight, the bubble. So, uh, I sort of stayed at my house and uh, you know, train there. We have a, a home gym and uh, just keep the bubble small. So, yeah, no, it was really good. Um, so I, I talked with your coach, Jason McKee, uh, a f- couple months ago and talking about the end of the season and how you guys were coming off that series win. And he said that he thought that you guys had kind of built up and were, were finally playing the, the, the best hockey you'd been playing all year. Do you agree with that? Do you guys, do you think that you guys were kind of at your best in that first round series? Yeah, no, I think, uh, obviously that first round series, we really turned things around. I think going into that week, we had a really good week of practice. And then we sort of, you know, showed up in Wenatchee and we were, uh, we were ready to go from game one. Um, and I think it, it really paid off, right? We won the first one and then we lost the second one. And then, you know, we came back home and took two at home and then we ended up finishing the series there in five, which was, uh, which was pretty good. And then we came home and it was nice to, uh, sort of have that week of rest thinking that we were going to be playing Penticton the following week, but, uh, Obviously, with COVID, it shut down everything. But I uh, 100% agree. I think we were playing our our best hockey, and uh, we were really we were really going. We were hitting, we were skating, and uh, guys were putting the puck in the net. And uh, I don't think we were we had played that well and all season. I think we were really hitting our stride, and I think uh, we could have definitely beat Pentecost if we were uh, going into that second round. 100%, we would have beat them. 
Yeah, that's uh, obviously you just touched on it, but that leads to the next part of the story where, where the league had to shut down and uh, you guys weren't able to play. And it's tough because uh, obviously Pentic and Vernon, one of the biggest rivalries in the league. Um, what was the, the atmosphere? Obviously, it was it was a pretty tough time for everyone, but what was the reaction and kind of what were your feelings around having the season cut short and not being able to continue that run you were on? It was obviously really tough. I think for me personally, you know, I think I was playing really well and uh, it was just a tough, tough timing. You know, like so many guys were playing so great at that time and I, I thought we would have had such a great chance against Pintic and obviously they're a great team. But I think uh, when all of a sudden down, I think we could have beat them for sure. Um, but in terms of just playing, like, yeah, no, it was it was tough. I think I feel bad for 20-year-olds, obviously. It's a tough situation for them. So going into this year, you sort of think about them and when playoffs roll around this year, you want to sort of play for them and, you know, because they locked out on uh, obviously the end of their junior careers with winding down. and You know, it's just tough for those guys. But I think all in all, it was uh, it was pretty good round. And uh, going into that series, I think our whole team believed that we could definitely beat the Pentec and Bs and both Barnes would have been sold out, and it would have been a great series, I think. And I think it would have went seven, and I think the Vipers would have won. So um, that was my thoughts, and I think our whole team thought that too. So it was definitely going to be a really good series with two really good teams going at it. So you're you're back to Vernon for your third year in the BCHL this year. Um, teams obviously made some additions. Um, they uh, you, you got a, a group of guys coming back as well. What are your ex- expectations for this season? Um, I expect us to be a fast, hard-hitting, uh, pretty skilled team. You know, I think I think we should be top of the league. You know, I, I really I have high expectations for us because I think we're capable of uh, being a high-end team. You know, I want teams to think when they're coming to play Vernon, you know, it's going to be a tough night. It's going to be hard to get points. You know, it's going to be obviously very different with no, with no fans. Um, the atmosphere in Vernon, as many people know, is, is a big part of it. Um, but we got to adjust to that and uh, be ready to play in any circumstances. So I think uh, the expectations are high, and I think we're going to have a great year. Uh, we got a lot of young, new faces. We have a younger team right now. We don't have. Uh, we only have two twenty-year-olds, lots of eighteen-year-olds. But there's nothing wrong with that. I think uh, you know, being young is just age is just a number. I think it comes down to heart and compete and will. And I think we have a lot of that from what I've seen so far in camp. Uh, so I want to talk to you about the draft now. Um, you're one of four BCHL players that uh, made the final rankings from NHL Central Scouting for this year's draft. Um, obviously, it's going to be a weird one um, holding the draft virtually. Uh, it was supposed to be in Montreal. And last year it was in Vancouver. Um, so there are a lot of BCHL guys there. But um, this year with, with everything virtual and, and distanced, uh, what, what's your plan for those couple of days, uh, October 6th and 7th? Um, you know, it's, obviously I, I look at it and it's obviously a great opportunity. I, uh, I really hope my name gets called. I think it'd be a unreal moment for myself and my family and my team and my teammates and coaches and everyone who's helped me along my journey in the game of hockey. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, Anytime you're recognized for all your hard work, it's a, it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, during those two days, I think, you know, obviously you want to see. I have a lot of friends also that uh, that are on the watch list. One of my uh, best buddies, too, is on there. 
plays in Portland, Robbie Farm Delorme. So I, hopefully I get to see him get picked and hopefully I get to see myself get picked too. Um, so, I mean, I think it's really exciting and uh, I'll just be watching to see all my friends, some of my friends get picked in, in the draft and uh, be, be a cool couple of days, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of how my mindset is. You know, I want to get picked and I believe I should be picked and I'm really excited for it. So your your brother Ty was a standout goalie for the Vipers. Uh, now at New Hampshire, um, what kind of relationship do you guys have? Uh, must have been nice having a goalie to shoot on growing up. Um, are you guys close? Like, do you guys uh, talk about the game or just talk about life in general? Yeah, no, me and Ty are really really close. You know, we grew up. We sort of, you know, I wanted to be a Viper because he wanted to be a Viper, and uh, he sort of he's obviously a tremendous goalie. He's there at UNH, and you know anything. I sort of need to talk about it. I just sort of ask him. I always ask him all his college stories and uh, everything he sort of does. And, you know, I, I sort of look up to him a lot. Like, even when I was younger, I get to go on the ice with his goalie coach and shoot on him. Obviously, I didn't have the best shot back then. And uh, I don't know if he was the biggest fan of me out there, but, you know, I had the biggest smile on and I got to shoot on a really good goalie. So, um, he's a great goalie. You know, we get to fights here and there, but, all, when all of a sudden, you know, we love each other and, you know, we're always talking and FaceTiming. So, yeah, no, he's been a big role model for me and I can't thank him enough for all he's done for me. So he was drafted by Tampa in 2018. Uh, so obviously he's gone through this process before. Has he given you any, any advice when it comes to the draft? Um, yeah, no, just not to think about it too much. Just kind of do your thing. Go out there, be a leader and practice every day. And when it comes game time, be a gamer, you know. You know, be ready to go. And as long as you're playing your best, I think you're playing to do the talking. And uh, that's what he sort of says, you know. He's obviously tremendous. Had a great year when he got drafted and deserved it. And he got drafted, right? So he just said, you know, play your best. Don't be focused on it. Just be focused on getting better every single day. And, you know, even if you don't get drafted, it's about your next day. You know, coming to the rank and being ready to go and being ready to be the best player on the ice and be, be a leader for your team. So... So there's a lot to work. There's a lot more work than just getting drafted. You know, getting drafted is obviously a tremendous compliment that I'd love to get in the upcoming weeks. But you know, if it doesn't happen, you know, I'm still going to continue to work my work my butt off, and obviously one day play in the NHL, hopefully. So just one more on the draft. Um, hypothetically, if I was if I was an NHL GM talking to you right now, um, and you you were trying to kind of sell yourself to them and. Uh, your abilities to, to play in the NHL one day, what, what would you say to them and kind of how would you describe yourself as a player? Um, I describe myself as a two-way defenseman. You know, I'm very good at my own end. Um, I'm a pretty, uh, pretty smart player. I can move the puck, have a good first pass, and I'm, I'm able to shut top, top players down on the other team. I can also chip in offensively. I'm a good skater, and I have a really good stick. I think he's one of my best attributes. I'm really good at getting stick on puck, and uh, if you want to, you know, top four shut down defenseman, you know, we can play and chip in offensively. I think you got your guy within me. So, um, yeah, that'd be my uh, my saying. And I think I try to resemble my game around Chris Tanev, Vancouver Canucks, sort of just really good in his own end, and uh, helps his team out a lot. A good leader, and uh, just plays a really simple game, and uh, can chip in offensively. You sold me. 
Um, so you're committed to uh, you committed to Clarkson University. Um, what was it about that school that you liked and made you ultimately decide uh, to go there? Um, it's a it's a hockey school. You know, I think I was definitely looking for a hockey school, a smaller school with uh, you know really dialed in on the on the on the hockey aspect, and also the schooling was a big part. You know, I I didn't want to go to a big school that was maybe like a football or or a um, a soccer school. I want to go to a hockey school, and I think that's what Clarkson offers. You know, they they sell it out every night, and like they got some premier coaches there with uh, Casey Jones, Mike Townsend, Josh Howe. So I think you know it was just a good atmosphere when I went there. I liked it a lot, and uh, obviously they did some renovations in the gym and their and their dressing room, and it looked super nice, and everyone was super friendly there and welcoming, and uh, that sort of made my decision pretty easy. Because you know, there's just such a great team, and uh, got a bunch of great players, and I uh, I can't wait to get there and hopefully help them win an NCAA championship one day. So, in your talks with the coaches there at Clarkson, have they given you any feedback on things they maybe want you to work on um, this year uh, before you end up heading out there to to start your freshman year? Yeah, no, they just want me to obviously get bigger and stronger, and then. Uh, when they come and watch, they obviously gave me a few things. I remember last year, I think uh, Mike came out and watched and just like to see me get the puck, you know, move it quick and then ju- jump in, you know, opposed to holding on to it and then passing it and then going, you know, just so it's more efficient and quick. So obviously anything they say, I, uh, I listen to and I try to improve on in my game because, uh, you know, they're, they're very they're premier coaches in college hockey and uh, a lot of people want to play at Clarkson and I'm pretty fortunate to get that opportunity and get to play with uh, and play for a bunch of unreal coaches. So I'm looking, really looking forward to it. All right. Last question for you. I wanted to ask you, um, you helped out with our uh, NHL 20 simulations we did uh, a few months back. Uh, when the season ended, we decided to kind of get the players involved and crown a, a virtual Fred Page Cup champion. So I know you went pretty deep in the in the playoff round there. So what, what was that experience like? Uh, Bat- battling against your your fellow BCHL players. Uh yeah, no, it was uh, it was a pretty cool little experience. I thought it was <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Sort of just to you know connect virtually. I remember uh, I played against uh, the Pentex Indies, Connor Hutchison. He's a good shell player. Um, we uh, obviously got to introduce myself, and we were talking online there for a few hours. And you know, I think it's it was really good. It was an awesome event for everybody. And I really enjoyed it. I also really enjoyed, you know, winning that first round against Penticton because it felt good, you know, just to know that we beat them. And, you know, I think the boys were pretty happy when I sent that to the group chat, but pretty unfortunate against uh, Stamanov. The kid, uh, uh, Langenager, he's, uh, the kid at Lake Superior now, he, uh, he was, he was really good. He was a really good shell player. I got to get it to him. Like, he knew what he's doing. You know, I, uh, I rely on, off the rush sort of goals and just sort of shut me down and keep me on my own end. So he deserved a win, I think, in that game. But uh, in the first one, I was I was pretty pumped up to win that. So it was it was an awesome experience, and I think uh, anybody who did it can uh, say the same thing. We had a lot of fun, and it was great to know. Uh, great to get to know everybody. Yeah, that that was great. It was a lot of fun on our end to put together as well, and. Uh, we appreciate you uh, helping out with it, and uh, I appreciate you sitting down with me and, and chatting about the draft and uh, the BCHL this season this year. So 
uh, thanks for doing it and uh, all the best to you this year and, and good luck at the draft in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, thanks so much for, uh, for your time and uh, calling me and chatting with me. So I, it was uh, my pleasure and uh, anytime. Thanks so much. Thank you to Trey Taylor. We appreciate the time. Moving on to our second interview, Alberni Valley Bulldogs goaltender Jackson Glassford. Glassford's coming off an impressive rookie season with the Bulldogs. He was named to the CJHL Prospects game for Team West back in January. He battled through injuries last year, but appears he's healthy and ready to go to start the season. And he seems primed to make a big impact on his team. We caught up with Jackson to talk about the NHL draft this coming BCHL season and his hopes to get a Division I NCAA scholarship. Let's hear what he had to say. I guess the first thing I'll ask you, um, so obviously when everything shut down because of COVID, it was a tricky situation for everyone. Uh, what was uh, what was your situation situation like? Um, where were you located, you and your family, and how did you guys handle the shutdown? Yeah, um, well, we just... For, like we had a tough go during playoffs against Nanaimo and then didn't go too well. Then our team got swept, I believe, and then they shut things down right after that. And uh, I'm from California, so my family's down there near like Tahoe area. So I was down there uh, quarantining pretty much, and I was lucky enough to be, I had access to uh, full gyms myself. So I just really uh, focused on uh, off ice training and. Uh, as well as my uh, skills mentally in the net. So, yeah, you mentioned uh, you can... training off the ice. Um, how difficult was it for you um, not being able to get on the ice? So I know I've talked to a bunch of guys who are skaters or defensemen or forwards. Um, they let me know how that went for you, but I'm curious to know as a goalie, what was it like compared to others off-seasons not being able to get on the ice? Yeah, um, it's pretty tough. I mean, uh there's there's not much ice in California, so uh, I was there pretty much till I think I got back uh, beginning in June to start hitting the ice again. And it was a long stretch there of no ice, and it's obviously always tough. And it's good though because I was super hungry to get back into training and prepare for the season because I know it's a huge season for me, and um, I know it's going to be a lot different than uh, definitely going to be different than last season due to this whole COVID thing and. Uh, but you just gotta do. Uh, just gotta focus on what you can control, right? So, um, yeah, it was tough, definitely tough. And but, uh, like I said, I just did what I can and focused on uh, the things I could do off the ice. Um, you 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 missed a big chunk in the season last year. How are you feeling now? And uh, are you 100 percent ready to go for the season? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm 100 percent ready to go. Um, it was definitely tough. Uh, I missed I think two months almost, um, and then tried coming back with playoffs and then this whole quarantine thing happened and then I was off the ice for a while then too so it was definitely a little tough but a little adversity no no big deal I'm back and ready to go right now and uh, looking forward to the exhibition games coming up good to hear uh, so I also wanted to ask you about your uh, your relationship with your goalie partner there in Alberni Luke Pearson uh, you guys are both coming back from last year uh, what's that relationship like? Uh, I know, obviously, you two are competing for the crease, but also teammates. What's that dynamic like? Yeah, um, yeah, we're we're pretty close. Uh, we're really good friends off the ice, and it's good to compete. Like we get along really well, and uh, we're both hungry to get back in the net. And uh, only one goalie can be in the net, obviously. So it's it's he's a, he's a great goalie, great guy, and uh, 
yeah, we're really close and, it, and we push each other to, um, uh, focus on our skills and do well in the net. And it's, um, I couldn't ask for a better, better goalie partner. So back in, uh, in January, you were named to the CJHL prospects game. Uh, was that when you were injured? Were you able to play in that game? Uh, yeah, I was. Well, uh, that's right when I kind of got my vertigo or whatever. Um, like right when I got back, but it was, I had a, it was kind of weird cause I flew out there and then Air Canada lost my gear. So I didn't, I wasn't able to practice the whole time. And then I got thrown in like cold midway through, midway through the game. So it was a little tough, but it was still a good experience. Um, it was an honor to go there no matter what. But, um, and then when I got back, I, I started getting sick and stuff. So that was unfortunate, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was super pumped to go there and, uh, uh, just, it was an honor to, uh, be able to go to the game. Like, yeah. Speaking of, uh, of honors and, uh, accolades, you were also ranked by NHL central scouting earlier this year, um, on one of their midterm rankings. What was your reaction to seeing your name on that list? Uh, yeah, I was, I was super pumped. Um, I knew, like, I worked super hard throughout the season to focus on uh, to have a good rookie year and put up good numbers, and uh, I felt I got rewarded for that. And uh, I kind of was an underdog. I felt like coming into the league, no one really knew, but uh, knew my name. But um, yeah, throughout the season, uh, put up some good numbers and played well. And uh, I thought I deserved to be uh, on the list, and it was definitely a huge accomplishment in my career. Yeah, so look, looking ahead to the draft, um, obviously it's a weird one this year with uh, COVID, so it's going to happen uh, virtually October sixth and seventh. But uh, for you personally, if you if you did get your uh, hear your name there uh, on one of those days, what it, what would it mean to you to to get drafted? Uh, it'd be it'd be pretty huge for me, and uh, one of I'd be super pumped. Um, it'd be a great accomplishment to be drafted by NHL obviously, but um, see what happens here. And, um, yeah, it'd be a huge accomplishment, obviously, and I'd, I'd be thrilled. But it'd just be uh, – I'd just keep moving forward and trying to um, move out throughout the rankings and uh, push myself to get to the next level. So you, if you were in a meeting with a with an NHL GM and they asked you to describe yourself and your play and why you think you'd be a good fit, what would you tell them? How, how would you describe your game to them? Um, for sure, obviously I'm pretty big in the net. I think of my uh, skating abilities uh, uh, pretty solid, and I think I move well in the net, uh, and as well as a lot of other goalies. But one thing I think that separates me from a lot of uh, goalies right now, especially in my league, is just my uh, ability, like mental ability. Like I really focus on uh, preparation mentally, and uh, I have a mental coach as well, and she helps me throughout the season, and uh, just to you know because. Uh, like they say, it's 90% men- mental goaltending, and a lot of goalies can move well in the net and do all the like stop pucks. And but I think my compete level and my uh, ability to uh, prepare before a game mentally and after a game is key, and that's what I really focus on and strive for. Uh, do you have any plans for for draft day? I know you'll probably be practicing with the, the Bulldogs or something like that, or playing an exhibition game. But do you have any plans for uh, the sixth and the seventh? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be tuning in and listening and uh, cro- crossing my fingers. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I, don't, I don't think our schedule's out right now, but I'm not sure if we play that day or not. But um, 
I'll definitely be listening in. Um, so, uh, again, looking ahead to this year, um, is it safe to say that uh, one of the personal goals that you're setting for self for yourself is to get that scholarship for uh, a Division One school? Yeah, for sure. It's a huge goal of mine, especially uh, starting with just exhibition games and uh, kind of getting the monkey off the back and just uh, performing well and uh, uh, give them big, uh, show everyone a good showing and uh, get a scholarship here at the beginning start of the season. So this uh, this BCHL season is going to be a unique one. Um, obviously, there's going to be some covid regulations in place even when we do get back and playing games um there is a possibility that there could be no fans in the stands um what are your thoughts uh around kind of playing in this uh this un- unique situation due to the pandemic yeah um for sure i know it's gonna be a weird one a little bit but uh i just have to adjust and uh just focus on what i have to do is just keep the puck out of the net and uh just focus on my craft and I know it's going to be uh, kind of hopefully they put some fan noises in the speakers or something and hype the guys up or something to keep it a little bit of atmosphere there. But I know it's going to I'm going to have to adjust and it's going to be uh, the same as last year. But I can only just do, I just focus on what I can control, right? So I just want to finish up on uh, on your team, kind of the outlook for next year. So uh, you were new last year. I know a lot of other guys were new. Um, your your head coach there, Joe Martin, it was his first year in Alberni last year, and you guys improved from the year before. So what are you looking for from the team to kind of take that ne- next step in, in the team's evolution and uh, take that step towards contending uh, for a BCHL title? Yeah, for sure. Um... Our, we have a lot. I think our team's a lot older this year, and uh, we got some. We recruited a lot of good players, and the team's looking great. And uh, I'm hoping to definitely make a dent in the playoffs, and uh, I and show. Uh, and I know there's an island tournament coming up, and really uh, dominate in that as well, um, and just really dominate the island island teams this year. Because I know I think pretty sure we're just sticking to the island this year for, for games and stuff during regular season. So it's going to be a little weird not being able to go over to the mainland and play like or the interior to play Cranbrook and stuff, but definitely make a dent in the island and prove that we're the number one team here. Great. Well, thank you so much, Jackson. Uh, good luck at the draft and uh, this coming season as well. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jesse. Thank you to Jackson Glassford. Before we move on to our third interview, I want to tell you about our NHL draft sponsor, Chevrolet. Now's the time to fall into savings with Chevrolet. Right now, get 0% financing for up to 84 months on select new 2020 vehicles. Equipped with standard smartphone connectivity and an available touchscreen infotainment system with navigation on select models. With savings like these and all the connecting technology you need for any fall adventure, the only thing missing now is your destination. Find new ways to explore for less. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca for details. Thanks again to Chevrolet, who is a founding partner of the BC Hockey League. We appreciate your support. Before we move on to our interview with Surrey Eagles defenseman Kate Alami, we just want to give a quick shout out to the incoming class of BCHL players who were ranked by NHL Central Scouting. Uh, these players include Penticton V's forward Ryan McGuire, who is ranked as the 105th North American skater. Trail Smoke Eaters forward David Sacco, rate ranked 141st. Salmonar Silverbacks forward Carter Loney, 167th. 
Chilliwack Chiefs forward Keenan Draper at 186, and Salmon Arm forward Paul Doré at 187. These players are all part of the BCHL family now, and we'll be watching closely to see their names called. Next up on our interview list, Providence College commit and Surrey Eagles second-year defenseman Cade Alami. Cade Alami is in his second year of eligibility at the NHL draft. The six foot seven, two hundred pound defenseman enjoyed a strong rookie season for the Eagles. He traveled back to his home of New York after the season was shut down. We talked to him about what the situation was like in his home state of New York, his outlook for the NHL draft, and his thoughts on the upcoming BCHL season and his Surrey Eagles. Before we get to some of the draft stuff, I just wanted to ask you about uh, your summer and your off season. So, uh, I know you're from New York. Did you uh, go home after the the playoffs got canceled? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, so I know uh, New York had a a tough time with the COVID situation, especially early on. What was it like there uh, when you came back? Um, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty like similar to here, really. You know, very, very strict. You couldn't really leave your house. But I think like the main difference between um, here and New York is that it lasted a lot longer because we didn't really get a control of it very soon. So we were in lockdown until like May, June going into like july so that's really what it looked like i imagine uh that had a bit of an effect on your off-season plans what were you able to to do as far as off-season training with with those type of restrictions going on yeah i mean once um once the rinks opened which was like june i think early it got back to pretty much normal so we were skating like four days five days a week and working out four days a week as well so once once they opened everything up it was pretty normal and we got back to it that's good to hear. Um, so I just want to take you back to uh, the end of last season. Obviously, uh, you guys went from an extreme high to an extreme low. The, we'll, we'll talk about the high first. Um, so you guys you guys actually were played the, the last BCHL game that, that has been played uh, when you guys beat Chilliwack in Game 7 of your first round series. Uh, just from, from your memory, what was that like for you? Oh, it's crazy. Probably... Probably my favorite hockey moment that I've had in my career, to be honest with you, is, you know, all of our boys really, really came together as a family. And that, that win really meant a lot to us, especially because we were having a hard time at the beginning of the beginning of the season. You know, we had kind of a slow start. Then at the end, we really banded together. And to win that series was huge, especially because our coach was head, our assistant coach there the year before. So we really wanted to beat him as well. Yeah, you guys developed quite the rivalry with Chilliwack uh, last year. Obviously, there's been some rivalries in the past, but um, being in the same division and playing each other so often in the regular season and then going through a seven-game series, I imagine that just amps things up as far as uh, the uh, the dislike between the two teams. Yeah, completely. Completely. Um, so uh, just... Uh, after that, obviously, um, after the high of winning Game 7, it was only a few days when it got announced that uh, the season had to be cancelled due to the pandemic. Um, I know uh, it was tough on everybody in the league, especially those teams that were still alive and still had a chance. You guys were prepping for a second round series with Coquitlam. Um, what was it like for you guys in the room and um, knowing that you guys weren't able, going to be able to continue the season and reach the goals that you guys had as, as a team? Yeah, I mean, we were devastated when we first heard. I think it was the day before we were prepping for game one, like the day before 
second round started. So we were we were all getting mentally ready, sleeping well, eating well. Um, and then it was kind of like a bomb fell in our lap, and we just had to kind of deal with it. But, you know, it is what it is. We were happy that we won the first series, and we tried not to think about it too much. Uh, you guys have a, a pretty good amount of guys coming back uh, this this year. Um, is that something that you think uh, you'll be able to build on? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think after that, I think we really came together, like I said earlier. So I think for sure it's going to lead into this year and, like, the expectation or the bar of what we need to perform at every night. So, And we got three months here to start before – or get going before the season starts. So, um, yeah, we should we should be coming in hot right off the gate. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask you about that too. What do you think about this uh, extended training camp model that we were, we've got going here? Because obviously we delayed the start of the season to December. So, um, like, what do what are you guys and uh, what are you and your teammates going to do to kind of take advantage of that time uh, and make sure you're ready to go? Yeah, I mean anything we can really. Um, obviously, we'd be wanting to start earlier, but it's, there's a pandemic going on, so we really couldn't. But we're just, we'll just do everything we can, work out. Uh, get stronger, faster, try to learn the game more, watch some videos, things like that, anything we can. So I wanted to talk to you, obviously, about the NHL draft as well. Um, this is your, your second year of eligibility. Um, you went through it last year. Obviously, um, you didn't get selected, but what was that experience like for you uh, going through it last year? Um, you know, I try not to think about it too much. I try to just you know, play my game, become the best player I can, and, you know, let the game, my game speak for itself, you know. But whatever happens or doesn't happen really isn't in, in my control other than what I do on the ice, so I don't really try to overthink it. Uh, so this year it's obviously going to be uh, held online, a, a virtual draft instead of uh, how it was supposed to be in Montreal. Uh, are you planning mm-hmm. on watching, or are you just going to kind of do your own thing that day and Maybe your phone rings, maybe it doesn't. How are you going to approach it? I mean, I'm going to watch. I mean, I think every hockey player watches just a, it's a fun thing to do. And, you know, I'll watch if it, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, great. It's more um, fuel to the fire for me. So, uh, One thing I've been asking all the guys that I've been talking to about this is, uh, so if you were to, to be in a meeting with the GM of an NHL team, what would you say to them to kind of try and sell yourself and describe your game and, and how you think it would be able to translate to the pro game? Um, you know, I think I'm a big guy that can skate pretty well. So I think that's, that's been the aspect of my game that has caught most of the attention. I can move at a, you know, I'm, and I'm big. So I'd talk about that and, you know, probably my work ethic. Like, I think I'm a pretty hard worker, so i talk about that as well. Uh, so just looking ahead again to this this coming season in Surrey. Um, you guys were a young team last year and obviously uh, were able to have some success. I chatted with your, your head coach there, uh, Cam Keith, and he uh, he said that he you guys even surpassed his expectations. He, he thought you guys would be good um, by the end of the season, but you, you even surpassed that. And uh, with that in mind and the fact that you guys have been able to add some pretty big additions here in, in the re- recruitment season... What are you expecting from uh, from your team this year in the BCHL? I mean, my goal is to win a championship with this team. I think we got the players to do it, and I think it's really ours ours to lose. To be honest with you, I think we got all the all the pieces. We just have to execute. Um, so you are committed to Providence College. Um, 
uh, I, I'm sure you had, uh, we're, we're considering other schools and I, I know that's quite a process for, for you guys when you're, you're uh, narrowing it down there. So why did you ultimately decide Providence? Um, the coach, the coach has really sold me on it. I think their history of like winning this was a big part of it and they do everything that they can to win. And, you know, the facilities are great. The coach is great. I love, I love everything about it. So once I went there, I was kind of sold immediately. So in your your talks with the coaches there, is there anything um, they anything that they've kind of given you to to work on this year that they'd like like to see before you head out there? Um, yeah, I think this year, for me, I mean at least for me personally, I want to become more of a leader and lead by example and do everything right. And I think they they feel the same thing the same way as well. So that's that's kind of what I'm going to try to do. All right. Well. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today, Kate, and uh, best of luck in the season and at the draft. Yeah, thank you so much. Our final interview of part two of our NHL draft coverage presented by Chevrolet is Nanaimo Clippers forward Kyler Kovich. Kovich was named team captain over the summer and is entering his third BCHL season. He was at home in Coquitlam in the offseason, training hard, as he lets us know in the interview. He's also committed to Cornell University and is using this season to prepare himself for the college level while also trying to lead his team to a BCHL championship. We talked to Kyler recently, and he talked about all that and more. First thing I'll ask you is uh, kind of the general question I've been asking everyone, but how, how, how did you kind of hold up during the, the downtime with COVID-19 and where were you located and what, what were you up to this off season? Yeah, I was uh, I was back home in Coquitlam, and you know we kind of had it better at the start than a lot of places, and I feel kind of lucky in that sense where my summer wasn't too heavily impacted. I was still able to be on the ice almost every day and working out three times, four times a week at a at a, at a gym, and you know it wasn't too bad. And I feel uh, feel bad for the guys that missed out on a lot of that, but. I still had plenty of time to develop and be on the ice with a lot of other guys around the community. And I, I think I developed pretty well over the summer and it was uh, overall pretty good experience. Just uh, thinking back to last year, uh, you guys, Nanaimo was another one of those teams that was coming off a series win, preparing for round two when everything got shut down. I know from talking to people around the organization and across the league, it was just really tough on the players, especially. Um, what do you remember about those few days when it, it got announced and you guys kind of realized that uh, th- things were over? Uh, yeah, it's really disappointing, especially after sweeping our first round. Our team was probably in the best headspace we've been in all year. And, you know, your first thought is you got to feel for those 20-year-olds that it's their last year junior, and that's how they're ending it. But, uh, you know, it's, it was something that we look back on in the season and we realized how good it really was. And we have to take the positives out of that. And we kind of just have to, uh, we kind of just took that as fuel for the fire for this year and kind of built on it from there. Yeah, speaking of this coming season, um, the Clippers made the announcement over the summer that uh, you're going to be the captain this year. So obviously I imagine that's uh, a pretty big honor for you. What does that mean to you uh, to be named captain of the Clippers for this season? Oh, it's, it's amazing. You know, there's some big shoes to follow. They've had many great captains come through Nanaimo, and, you know, I just want to fill those shoes and be, uh, be a great person in the, uh, in the community and on the team, just someone my teammates can look up to. And for someone that's been here, it's my third year. I just, you know, show the ropes for those younger guys. And 
I take the uh, the responsibility of being captain very seriously. I'm honored the coach has choose me and uh, definitely won't disappoint them. I'm looking forward to the season with being captain. Yeah, you you had uh, a lot of veterans on the team last year, uh, 19, 20 year olds that you played with uh, over the last couple seasons. I know a lot of them have moved on, but um, is, is there anything that you kind of learn from them and they're, you're able to take from them and even specifically like leadership qualities in the dressing room and on the ice? Yeah, of course. Uh, even in my first year, you know, it's just about, uh, just about, uh, you know, I learned a lot from those guys. They, uh, the way they acted outside, outside the rank and inside the rank, you know, is it's, uh, they were really inclusive with the young guys. And that's the kind of thing I want to, uh, leave my footprint, uh, on the team, just, uh, being a good guy and someone people can look up to. And those are the traits I took from those older guys the last couple of years. It's, you know, no matter what happened, COVID or anything, you know, they kept a smile on their face and they're positive anytime that they're, they're, uh, they're at the rank and, you know, that's all you really can do. So earlier you mentioned um, you kind of developing and, and making some strides this summer on the ice. Were there specific things that you wanted to work on? Did you kind of come into the summer with a plan of maybe some uh, different areas to attack as far as getting better for your, your third season in the league here? Yeah, I mean, there's always, you can always get better in everything you do, but, uh, you know, it's just mostly uh, on ice, you know, working a lot of three on threes and controlling the puck and just working a lot of kind of in game stuff. That's all you can really do for uh, during the summer there. You can always work out and work on yourself, but I was really working on, uh, you know, myself, my patience, working on uh, uh, holding the puck as long as I can, just situations that you would see in a game. Yeah, with, with the COVID restrictions that were in place, I know there's there's been limits, and especially a couple months back, limits on um, how many people can be on the ice. Is that kind of uh, work in, a, in your favor sometimes as a, a skilled player to, to have that room to move around and work on those um, skilled aspects of the game rather than maybe a five-on-five situation? Yeah, for sure. You know, I try to take the positives out of, uh, out of that COVID situation. It was, you know, you're doing a lot of new drills you've never done before, and it really gives you a chance to uh, open up the ice and learn some new things about your game. I I enjoyed uh, sometimes, you know, playing three-on-three with no contact. You're using a whole different skill set, and I'm trying to take those positive out of it into this next season. So switching gears here, um, talking about the NHL draft, which is coming up October 6th and 7th. Uh, you're uh, listed on the final rankings by NHL Central Scouting ahead of the draft. Um Last year's draft was in Vancouver, so obviously um, maybe uh, you would have preferred uh, your draft year to be last year, to be so close to home. But um, this year, uh, with it being virtual, what are your plans uh, for that those couple of days? Uh, you know, it's uh, everything's up in the air with uh, with how this draft is going. With with COVID, everything is so uh, so confusing. But you know, I've been in touch with a few teams, and you know, it's just. Uh, just thinking about my team back here in the Nanaimo, it's all I can really do. Not too focused on on the draft or anything. I'm just uh, looking forward to seeing what happens. But it's, uh, it's it's an amazing time, and I'm happy for all the rest of the guys in the BCHL that the drafted or have a chance. It's uh, it's a great experience. Um, do you have any former teammates or friends that have gone through the process and actually did get drafted, or were um, kind of thinking they'd get drafted? Have you gotten advice from anybody? Uh, I haven't really, uh, a lot of my close friends are close to my age and haven't really gone through, through a lot of it yet. Uh, 
I haven't really gotten any advice from any of those guys, but uh, I'll take it as a learning experience for myself. And I would like to teach guys, maybe guys from my team that get the same opportunity, take them, uh, take my word for it. But uh, I'm all right being a guinea pig by myself, uh-huh. trying learning these things myself. But uh, no, that's, that's probably it. What about guys your age? Like, have you had those conversations? Obviously, you you probably have some buddies your age that are that are listed and expected to get taken. Have you guys had any of those conversations about maybe what it would be like for, for you or for them to, to hear their name called? Yeah. A couple of my buddies are, uh, are ranked up there and you know, a lot of them don't like to talk about it. You know, there's a lot of humble guys out there that, you know, aren't trying to brag about uh, getting drafted or anything like that. But a lot of them are just super excited to be on that list and uh, scouted by NHL teams. And that's all we can really do is, uh, be excited for each other and uh, hopefully uh, watch one of our friends get name called up on the board there. So one question I've been asking everybody is um, if you were talking to an NHL GM and I know you've had uh, conversations with teams uh, you just mentioned, but if you were talking to someone and they asked you uh, to kind of sell yourself on on, uh, your game and why you think it would translate into the pro game, uh, what would you tell them? You know, I feel like my style translate great for those out east teams uh you know i got great skill and everything but also i'm not scared to go in those corners and do those jobs that no one else will do it's uh you know it's a 200 foot player and uh you don't see those a lot in, uh, in the junior college and the nhl league you know i can uh really versatile and that's where i i can see myself fitting on any team any any line any position and that's, that's kind of how i see myself uh so looking ahead to this season um Obviously, you're coming off a couple good seasons in the BCHL, but are there any specific areas you're looking to to make a jump um, this year? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, we've got a couple couple good guys returning, and it starts with playing with your line mates that are on the same page as you. A couple guys like Tim Wash, he was going to school next year. We just want to uh, compete at like a, a high level and start to prepare ourselves for the next year at university. That's all we can really do. And it starts in practice, battling, and and playing games as hard as you can. And that's all I'm hoping for is to adjust my game from the BCHL to college level within this year. Have you gotten any feedback from uh, the coaches there in Cornell as far as um, this year and what they'd like to see? Uh, yeah, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're a great organization and, you know, they, uh, they keep your interest up really high and, you know, I'll talk with the coaches quite often and they just, uh, they give you little tips and uh, ideas on uh, how to improve your game. And it's all about just uh, taking up that speed and pace and just preparing yourself for the next level. Um, so I imagine you had a, a few options, but why did you end up uh, choosing Cornell? I, I believe it's one of the greatest organizations in NCAA. Um, the, their coaching staff and, and players are all fit my type and, when I went down on my tour there and watched practice, I could just see myself fitting in right there. And the guys are great down there, and it made my decision really easy. How uh, fantastic run, or how fantastically run that organization is! It uh, just made my decision easy. So the plan uh, for the BCHL this year is to to start early December, the regular season. Um, the hope is that uh, by then um, the 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 league and, and its buildings will be allowed to have a limited amount of fans, but the possibility remains that uh, we might be playing games uh, in empty arenas. Um, d- like obviously you've, you've seen the NHL do that um, to get a sense of it. Other major league sports have. 
Do you think it'll be difficult to kind of get used to uh, if that's the road that we end up having to take here? Yeah, of course it'll take time to get used to. You, you go from that jump from midget hockey to junior hockey and you have to get used to playing in front of fans. I feel like it's going to be the same thing coming back from playing from no fan or playing in front of fans to no fans. It's something you'll get used to over time. If you know those pro players and pro sports are all all handle it pretty well, and I don't see why uh, why these BCHL teams can't do it either. Great. Well, that's all I got for you. So I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today, and um, good luck at the draft in a couple of weeks, and good luck this season with the Nimo. Awesome. Thank you so much for the call. does it for our coverage of the NHL draft presented by Chevrolet. Thank you to our guests today, Trey Taylor, Jackson Glassford, Kate Alami, and Tyler Kovic. Thank you to our guests in part one, Ethan Bowen, Talon Zackel, Ryan Hellowell, and Danny Waite. Again, a big shout out to the incoming BCHL players who are ranked ahead of the draft. Good luck to everyone on October 6th and 7th. We'll be watching closely and hoping to hear your names called. You can find even more content when it comes to the NHL draft at our website at www.bchl.ca, plus all of our social media channels. We are at GoBCHL. On Monday, we will be publishing our complete NHL draft primer, which will take a look at all the prospects for this year's draft, plus a look back at significant BCHL drafts and draft picks from years past. Another big thank you to Chevrolet for supporting our draft coverage and for being a founding partner of the BCHL. We will be back next week with a more traditional format for our podcasts. So be sure to subscribe to the BCHL podcast so you don't miss an episode. And with the potential for having no fans for this BCHL season, the only way you'll be able to watch all the action is to sign up with Hockey TV. Check your favorite team's website or social media for a discount code which will allow you to get $80 off of a yearly subscription. Hockey TV has been kind enough to extend this deadline for the discount code to October 16th, so get it now before it runs out. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next week.